All right, welcome back into 910 AM, the Superstation here on Car Radio. I'm Henry Payne, auto columnist with the Detroit News, and uh, we had a pretty good uh, dose of uh, racing there the first hour. In the second hour, we'll talk about some uh, production uh, cars. Uh, Javier Mota is uh, runs a wonderful YouTube channel, Javier Mota uh, channel on YouTube. I recommend it to you. Uh, has a, a really deft eye. Uh, for cars and puts together some uh, some nice uh, videos uh, there. And Javier and I were uh, uh, been uh, traveling the globe in the last uh, week. We were uh, in Italy uh, together for the new Alfa Romeo Tonali, and then uh, over in San Diego uh, this week for the first Vietnamese car to be sold in the United States. It's called the Vinfast VF8. Uh, Javier, welcome to the program. Thank you, Henry. Nice to uh, see you both in Italy and in, uh, in Sedita, in California. Yeah, pretty interesting uh, week with uh, two very distinct brands. One that is uh, 100, what, uh, 13 years old or 23 years old, established in 1910, and the other one established in 2016. <laughs> completely different products, I guess. Yeah, it's fascinating, isn't it? I mean, it's really it's a fascinating moment uh, in the industry as uh, a lot of these automakers uh, – in the case of Alpha, the legacy automakers are, are uh, transitioning uh, to electric. Uh, Alpha's built just some extraordinary uh, gas engine cars uh, over the years, 12-cylinder cars, 8-cylinder, 6-cylinder. Now they're going, that brand is going all electric. And then you have this all-new brand uh, out of Vietnam, uh, uh, VinFast, that like Tesla, like Rivian, they're just starting electric. I mean, they've, they've never, they've ne- they, they haven't uh, built anything uh, uh, else, um, and uh, it, yeah, it's kind of it's, it's interesting to see, isn't it? Who, who do you uh, who do you, who do you put your money on, Alpha or Vinfast? Well, I mean, uh, obviously, Alpha Romeo, with all that history that you just mentioned, also first uh, Formula One champions. Uh, so there's a lot of history there. Alpha for a while, according to even his new CEO, global CEO. Uh, John Philippe, uh, remember his last name? Um, uh, Imperato. Yeah, Imperato. Imperato. <laughs> he was, I've been covering this for over 20 years, and I've never seen a CEO more fun, more transparent, more honest. I said, our cars were crap. <laughs> I mean, like, the quality of our cars was horrible in the past few years, and now he's on a, on a mission to convert or, in, if you want to say in a way, rescue the Alpha brand and convert it into electric going from uh, zero to zero, as they call it, 2020, they didn't have uh, any electric cars, and 2027, they're going to have zero emission cars. So they're doing a great job. I think he's the right person for the job. Also, uh, Larry Dominic, who is uh, leading the operations here in North America. I think that's what you need for, for companies, all and new, good leadership, and then the product will follow, I think. Yeah, and, and uh, yeah, they're both uh, interesting individuals. I, I met uh, Jean-Philippe uh, Imperato for the first time uh, over in Milan for this uh, sort of uh, reboot of Alpha. Alpha, I call it Alpha 3.0, sort of the third uh, big re- uh, entry into the into the U.S. market. The first being way back in the uh, 1960s with the fel- famous uh, Alpha Duetto that was in the Graduate uh, uh, movie. Then uh, Alpha came back in 2000. Uh, 1415 with extraordinary uh, Alpha uh, 4C sports car and, and a group of uh, uh, very uh, 
nice handling uh, sedans and SUVs, and now they uh, reboot as yeah, Javier. Really yeah. Yeah, yeah. And now, uh, as Javier says, they reboot uh, going all electric. But to get there, there's a bridge car, uh, Javier, and that's what you and I were testing in uh, Italy. It's the it's the Alfa Tonali. Uh, you actually spent a lot of time. You spent a week in Italy driving the Alfa Tonali around. What would you make of it? Yeah, that was in December. It was a personal trip, very interesting. So uh, when when we all travel and sometimes we take the opportunity to do some testing on our own. So I asked how like, they had a car available for me. And they said, yeah, we have that Tonali, which has launched in Europe uh, last year already with a diesel version that we won't get and a uh, mild hybrid. I drove a mild hybrid over a thousand kilometers in the northern Italy in December. And it's a fantastic car. I think it's like uh, they they pulling out all the all the resources of the the what they can get from this Atlantis group, which now it's huge with all the acquisitions and all that, all the consolidation uh, from a couple of years ago. And uh, that car is really fantastic. I mean, it's not a sports car. Maybe the true Alfistas are gonna uh, criticize the, the the strategy of putting a, an SUV in the market with that kind of. Uh, name but it is a, it is a good car it fits the market that's what people are looking for and and i think i drive it drives really really well i like the plug-in hybrid even better because it has more power a little bit and uh, the handling is fantastic the design is also really really good um, keeping the tradition from alpha the, the big um, uh, air takes the grill the triangular grill the three lights in the front and then the the ones that I the one that I drove was uh, green Fangio in in honor to Juan Manuel Fangio, first uh, Formula One champion. So I think it's a, a very well um, put together product, and I think it's gonna help them establish again, as we were saying, the, the name from Alpha here in the states. Yeah, and it's uh, and it should be a volume car for it. I mean, the sub the the uh, the compact SUV uh, segments very hot in this country. Uh, right now, got a, a number of uh, uh, fairly new players from BMW, the X1, the Audi uh, Q3, and, and uh, I, I think the Alpha Tenali is uh, the best looking of the bunch. Really, really sharp looking car. And you know, and Javier, you know, the, the, the plug in piece, uh, as you say, this is a mild hybrid, but it has a plug in element uh, where. It's got a pretty big battery in it. It's uh, it's a 15 kilowatt battery, and a lot of times you get into a turbocharged engine, which this vehicle has, and you get a lot of turbo lag. But uh, what Alpha is doing here as a performance brand is they're really using that battery, that 15 kilowatt of battery, uh, for low end torque. So I, I found this thing, the performance was quite good. You didn't have any turbo lag because the electric no. motor is filling that in. Yeah, and there you can go up to 30 miles from pure electric mode, which is also really fantastic for most people who drive just in the city. So this is a perfect uh, transition car for people who are thinking of, uh, of leaving their ICE, the internal combustion engine cars, and going electric for the next five years, I guess. Alpha is going to offer this uh, option and then go full electric. So, yeah, that car, I think, is going to be really good for Alpha. I think it has, they have all the elements now, again, the leadership, a good product, and uh, obviously the, the name with a lot of history that uh, most people remember for the good things. Yeah, yeah, and uh, you know if you're if you're in a neighborhood and uh, all your neighbors have uh, Audis and BMWs, that uh, Alpha is going to look uh, 
pretty good in green yeah. or red <laughs> sitting there exactly. in your driveway. Yeah, yeah. You, you know, you're in Miami. Uh, yeah, brand matters in in places like Miami. I can I can I'm see color, folks I'm going for it. <laughs> yeah, that's right. <laughs> um, so then uh, you and I go from this 113 year old uh, brand, European brand, to California, and and uh, we test the first. Uh, car from uh, Vinfa- uh, from Vinfast. Uh, uh, you, you've been to Vietnam. You've seen uh, their operations there. Uh, uh, talk about uh, that company. What? Why? Uh, why are they uh, coming to the United States so quickly? I mean, it's a very ambitious uh, company. Uh, again, talking about leadership in Alpha. Same thing in, in Vinfast. A founder, a fifty-four-year-old uh, businessman, a multi-billionaire, made his uh, money taking uh, ramen in Ukraine, then came back to Vietnam in the 90s, uh, started real estate, banking, finance, uh, shopping malls, all you name it. And then in, I guess, one 2017, one day he woke up, oh, let's make a car brand. So they started uh, buying licenses from a technology from BMW, designed from Pininfarina. They built a factory in 21 months in Vietnam, and they first they produced uh, three uh, gas cars, uh, rebatch BMWs for the Vietnamese market with the huge advantage of uh, going around the tax law so they could be cheaper for the local market. And then in 19, they, they started making just electric cars. I was there in July last year, and the car was a disaster. Some cars uh, even didn't work. They are some very slow, very heavy. The steering was very jerky and all that. We still saw some of those problems. Uh, doing our test route. I mean, you're going to give me your opinion, I guess, too. Uh, but I think what I saw 10 months ago and what I saw this week in California is a huge difference. So that gives me some uh, confidence that they're going to overcome the problems that they still have. But I think you have to admire uh, that in just six years, a company who has, was not producing any cars is already in the market, maybe not with the ideal product yet, overpriced too. Uh, but, I mean, uh, it's not easy to start a car company. And I think about all the Chinese brands that are more established and they've been promising coming to the U.S., and we don't have any yet. Yeah, no, I, I find that extraordinary. I mean, you and I go to uh, uh, auto shows, multiple auto shows a year. We've we've seen introductions from Byton, from Geely, from uh, multiple yeah. Chinese manufacturers saying, we're going to be here next year. They never come. And, uh, no. and, and, uh uh, VinFast came into the Los Angeles Auto Show in 2021, said, here are our cars, we're going to be there uh, in a couple years, and here they are. And and I, yeah. and uh, like you, I, I, um, I, I thought this was a credible uh, product, and I, and I think, the, the, uh, to me, the important thing to remember is, uh, is other brands that have come into this market from Asia. Think about Hyundai, think about Toyota. They came in... Uh, with imperfect cars, uh, and yep. and and but they were affordable, and and this and 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 they learned the U.S. market. Vinfast is doing the same thing. They're not doing it with a entry level car the way that Toyota and Hyundai did. They're doing this with a value luxury car because that's where the EV market is right now. So I, you know, this Vinfast uh, VF8 that we were testing out there in San Diego, to me, is a half priced. Tesla Model X. Tesla Model yeah. X is a hundred thousand dollars. This thing is uh, is fifty six thousand dollars. You know, you yeah. you give up a few things, but it's still a credible car. 
Yeah, but uh, I think still because of all the issues of being a new brand, being from Vietnam, I, maybe the name of the country still brings some uh, not so good memories for a lot of people here in the U.S. Uh, I think that guy should have started on the 40, maybe, or around 40, um, and, and, and make a presence with that. They have a fabulous guarantee, by the way, 10-year guarantee. Um, the other thing is that they're going to start building cars here. They promised in 2025 they're building a factory in Raleigh, North Carolina. So a lot of things going, maybe go through the name, maybe too fast probably uh, for the U.S. market. But, again, from what I saw in Vietnam a year ago and what I saw this week, there's promise there. They're not perfect yet. They're they're not there yet, definitely. And the competition is serious. I mean, you can compare with the Volkswagen ID4, the Nissan Aria. I mean, so many other uh, models, new model, electric models that are already in the market, and they're not there. The price is a little bit too high, in my opinion. But uh, we'll see. I mean, they're coming up with a BF9, a three-row SUV uh, later this year uh, with uh, more range. So, um, I think it's like over 300. Yeah. So, I mean, we'll see. We'll see. But uh, at least it's an interesting uh, promise, I guess. Yeah. And, and uh, yeah, you got a lot of startups in this country that are struggling for capital, uh, uh, like like Lordstown, uh, like uh, uh, Lucid. This, this is a big company. This is the biggest company. Uh, in Vietnam, the Vin Group that's backing this. So, yeah, I, I feel like uh, we're going to be hearing from these guys for a long time, Javier. Uh, yeah, yeah, so just in short to compare, you mentioned Hyundai before. I believe the Vietnam uh, Vin Fast is what uh, Hyundai was for South Korea 40 years ago. So the Vin Group, rough start this week here in the U.S., but I think they're, they're looking ahead 20, 30, 50 years, and they're going to make it, I think. And as someone from Hyundai told me, they're going to make it just because they can afford to lose money for like 10, 15 years. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, that's the nice thing about being part of a larger industrial yeah, conglomerate. Exactly. Yeah. Javier, thanks for uh, joining us and, and uh, have a great weekend. Thank you. See you soon, Henry. All right. Oh, happy birthday, too. Oh, yeah. Th- thanks very much. <laughs> Bye. All right, uh, and that's Javier Mota. You can find him at the Javier Mota YouTube channel. Uh, does great work and uh, covers a lot of automobiles. Very comprehensive. Uh, we're going to take a break here at a quarter past the hour and hear from our sponsors. And on the other side, we're going to be talking with Eric Peters here on 910 AM, the Superstation. Cruising and playing the radio. Hi, this is Southfield Councilman Michael Mandelbaum. For the entire month of May, we will remember our African-American brothers and sisters who lost their lives in the Tulsa Race Massacre. Over a century ago, from May 31st to June 1st, a black holocaust happened in Tulsa, Oklahoma's Greenwood District, also known as Black Wall Street. This is considered one of the deadliest massacres in American history. This moment in time is brought to you by Southfield Councilman Michael Mandelbaum. 9 a.m. Superstation has the greatest advertising deal ever with our Godfather package. 100 spots for $600 with a must-air-within-30-day policy, and we will even produce the spots free. That's right, free. Call Devin C. now at 248-357-4566. That's 248-357-4566. Or email at d.calhoun at thewordnetwork.org. This excludes political ads. 
Did you know most vitamin supplements don't even come from food? Even the products with colorful fruits and vegetables adorning the labels are seldom derived from produce. Typically, supplements are synthetic, made in a laboratory. Modern science may synthetically imitate these chemicals, but your body isn't fooled. It knows the difference and it craves quality materials to build, repair, and fight illness. You need to consume fruits and vegetables daily in a variety of colors, as well as whole grains and other fresh food. That's why I formulated Balance of Nature. I wanted to be able to give my patients a natural alternative to the cheap, unnatural chemistry by giving them real fruits and vegetables. In fact, the only ingredients inside of Balance of Nature are whole fruits and vegetables. Don't settle for imitation nutrition. Reach for the good stuff, the real stuff. Call 1-800-246-8751 or go to balanceofnature.com. Get 35% off your first preferred order by using discount code RADIO5. Do you have an idea for an invention or new product? Do you think companies would be interested in your idea? Do you want to try to get a patent? Then call InventHelp now. InventHelp keeps your idea confidential and explains every step of the invention process. We create professional materials representing your idea and submit it to companies who are looking for new ideas. We have more than 9,000 companies who have agreed to review ideas in confidence. If a company shows interest in manufacturing your invention, we can negotiate on your behalf. We have helped over 10,000 clients receive patents. We also offer services including 3D modeling and animation demonstrating your idea, prototyping services, and we use state-of-the-art technology to show InventHelp client ideas to additional companies. Join the thousands of people just like you who chose InventHelp to pursue their idea. We are experienced. We are working for you. We are InventHelp. Call us for free information at 1-800-460-1663. That's 1-800-460-1663. Again, into car radio you're on 910 a.m the superstation and uh we got our good friend uh, eric peters joining us now he is uh the um, uh writer um with eric peters autos.com uh, excellent uh, uh website good friend of the program and uh, and eric uh, looks at this industry uh, not only uh from a product perspective but also from a policy uh, pers- perspective and uh, Eric, welcome to the program. Oh, thanks for having me on, Henry. Maybe you can cheer me up. I had to go from a Miata last week to a VW ID4 this week. <laughs> well, I was, I was thinking about you, Eric. Um, uh, you're you're uh, you're out in rural uh, Virginia in, in uh, Western Virginia, and I was in uh, Milan, Italy, uh, last week, mm-hmm. and you know, and and, and, it, and it struck me. Uh, how unaware uh, the average consumer is about the public policy that's, that's driving a lot of this electrification uh, in the industry. And uh, where, where you are in, 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 uh, in rural Virginia, uh, like me, you, you've, you've got cars uh, delivered to you uh, for, for uh, testing. That's a, that's a very difficult proposition 
when you're a long way from from a uh, from a dense city with uh, with fast chargers. Well, it is, and I think the reason that most people are unaware of it is just because they're not being told about it. So I, I did an article the other day trying to explain some of it to them. And, you know, you and I would get these cars, and in the past the car would get dropped off if it was a non-electric car with a full tank of gas. And then you could jump in, and if you wanted to, you could drive four or 500 miles. With the electric cars, they drop them off partially charged because there's no fast chargers up here in the woods of southwest Virginia. So they have to go to a fast charger that's down in the Roanoke area, which is about a half hour from me, and then drive the car up the mountain to me. And by the time it gets here, typically, it'll have about 200 miles or so of range on it. I point out to people that I think I'm right about this, and you can fact-check me on it, that all of the EVs that are currently on the market that cost less than $40,000 have less than 300 miles of range, which isn't that much. No, that's uh, that's absolutely right, and uh, and 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 then when you add battery, it's not only enormous expense. I mean, that's really uh, why uh, 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 electric cars tend to be luxury items these days. In order to go fast uh, in an electric car, you need a lot of battery to uh, to do so uh, in order for speed and and uh, range. But on top of that, uh, Eric, um, you know, weather is it will really compromise a battery. So. You know, if you even if you've got your full 200 miles, that may actually mean you only have 150 miles available if if it's wet and if it's cold. Yeah, it seems obvious, but I like to point out to people that in an electric car, everything is electrically powered, and that includes the heater and the air conditioning, and also the heating and cooling system for the battery. A lot of people don't know that, but the battery has to be maintained within a certain spectrum of temperature uh, for its own health, and also in some cases so that you can charge it if it's very cold outside, uh, and that draws power. And, you know, this is sort of a cascading problem uh, that you start out with not much range, and then you wind up not having much left after you drive the car, and then you really haven't got any place to charge up unless you're in an urban or close to an urban area because you can't DC fast charge at a private residence. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, I mean, you can, the best you can do really is 240-volt charger, which uh, mm-hmm. uh, folks like me have in their, their home. And, and that's what that but, that – but I think that was, was kind of striking to me when I was in uh, Milan. I mean, I, 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 you like electric cars. I like electric cars. I mean, uh, they're, they're, uh, they're, they're fascinating. They're, uh, they're different. Uh, Tesla, uh, which I own, I own a Tesla Model 3, is, is a fascinating um, – uh, reinterpret reinterpretation of the uh, the automobile, but it tends to be a luxury car. It's a niche yeah. uh, market. I mean, uh, pe- people who own electric cars like me also have three or four other cars <laughs> in the driveway. Well, and they also have you know something else that's important to point out to people is that it assumes you have a single family home and a garage. Yeah, you know, a place to park it indoors where you can plug it up to a two hundred forty volt. Uh, level two charger. If you live in an apartment, generally speaking, you can't do that because your car is parked out on the street. So there's an aspect of elitism to this. It's not just that the vehicles are out there. You know, you can buy a $100,000 Porsche, but Porsches aren't being subsidized unless they're electric. They're not being mandated. These vehicles are, and, you know, it's fine if you're affluent and are in a position to be able to afford one, but most of the country can't, you know, and, and I think that that's a really important discussion to have. Yeah, and I think, and, and, and it's that elitism Eric, that is driving these mandates coming out of governments in uh, Sacramento, California, and out of Washington, D.C. I mean, I, 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 the, when I see somebody talking about uh, the, the elect, electric uh, regulations, 
It's people like uh, John Kerry uh, who <laughs> who doesn't use a car except in very limited circumstances. And the rest of the time, he's flying around on an airplane. And so I, I thought about that when I was in Milan. Uh, Milan, Italy, uh, if, if you live in the city of Milan, you, you have to have a lot of money. I mean, it's it, like most European cities, it, it is very expensive to live in Milan. And so what Milan is doing, like a lot of European cities, is they are slowly regulating the gas engine out of existence. So, okay, mm-hmm. so you're... You're a wealthy uh, uh, family. You've got an apartment uh, down downtown M- Milan. Uh, you know you're kind of you're you're driving a Porsche Taycan. Uh, you're you're driving a a Tesla Model X. Uh, no sweat. When I went out into the uh, country in 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 Italy and um, drove drove around uh, you know an hour uh, half hour west of Milan, I didn't see any. Electric mm-hmm. cars, you know. I mean, you know, they're Europeans, right? For one thing, they're traveling eighty-five miles an hour on their on their interstates, yeah. um, but they're also driving distance. So, it, it, yeah, it seems to me a real disconnect. I, I, I see, you know, I, you, you see the mandates coming, but yeah, I did. Yeah. You know, but it's uh, but they're but these are electric vehicles that are all targeted at the same elite class that is mandating the EV. Yeah, you know, we hear about politicians being out of touch, and I mean, here's a really uh, here's a really good case in point. Most of these people, if you look at Secretary Buttigieg and various other people in uh, high policy positions, these are people who are very affluent. Uh, they're pulling down hundreds of thousand dollars a year, and for them, and in the circles in which they swim, well, doesn't everybody drive a, an eighty thousand dollar car? I, I think you know they just don't have any comprehension whatsoever of what life is like outside of these affluent urban enclaves or something worse, which I hope I'm wrong about. Yeah, I, I, I think, um, yeah, I, I think that's it. Is they, they're, they're out of touch. I have a, I have a friend of mine who's, uh, who's an investor, and, and uh, he owns an electric car, and he says, yeah, you know, I, I love my electric car, but I don't well, – I just drive it around a metro area. If I, if I leave my metro area, I'm, I'm, I'm taking an airplane. And I think there's an assumption. Yeah, there's an assumption among uh, uh, the government class that uh, you don't. The, the the idea of a road trip is kind of uh, foreign to them. <laughs> yep. Yeah, and something else to consider too, with regard to the EVs. Uh, again, if you look at the class under forty thousand dollars, most of them are pretty small. If you look at something like a Tesla three, it's roughly the same size as a Honda Civic. And you know, the Honda Civic sedan is a compact size sedan. It's not really suitable as a family car. If you want something that's viable as a family car, I think you have to spend significantly more than 40000 bucks. And, again, you know, it just keeps on getting back to the same point that this is just not an affordable proposition for the average American. So, uh, so Eric, can you think of a, of a similar time that the automakers have faced? Were they faced uh, regulations like this that were unrealistic? No. Uh, I, this is unprecedented because it's, it's, it represents a winnowing down. Um, up until now, well, except for the very beginning of the, the car age, when cars were exclusive and largely hand-built for affluent people, they were a mass market thing. The whole point was to sell as many cars as you could, and sure, there were some exotic and boutique manufacturers, but by and large, the car companies made money by selling lots of cars. Now it seems to be they're going to sell fewer cars and hope that they can make more on the margin for each vehicle. And I don't know if that's going to work. And I think that they have gotten so in bed with the government rather than saying, no, wait a minute, 
maybe we should do some cost-benefit analysis here. Maybe these regulations don't make a lot of sense, whatever your politics are. If it doesn't work, it's a bad idea. I think we need to see more of that. Yeah, I, I, I think that's uh... – yeah, you know, and there's 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 power in that. I mean, when you're a big uh, company, you can not only lobby for subsidies, but you can also lobby for changes in the regulations. So I imagine we're yeah. going to see a lot of that going on here uh, in the coming years because the 2026 uh, regulations are so draconian uh, yeah. that that uh, the automakers are going to be making a lot of cars that they won't be able to sell. Uh, Eric, uh, hang yeah. in there if you would. Uh, we're going to take a break here mm-hmm. fr- and hear from our. Uh, advertisers, and on the other side, we're going to continue talking about electric cars with Eric Peters. You're on Car Radio 910 AM. Balance of nature's fruits and vegetables in a capsule, changing the world one life at a time. I had no energy. For months and months and months, I had no energy, and I'm a very active person. And my husband was noticing that I was tired all the time, and I was slow at everything that I was doing. And I kept listening to the commercials, and, you know, you don't know if something's going to help you or not. But I decided this was something I was going to do. And lo and behold, in about four days after taking them, I was repotting plants. I was doing other things. My husband said to me, you seem to have more energy. And I said, oh, yeah, I'm fine. And I'm telling you, nothing has ever made such a difference. So anyway, I'm very happy. Right now, Balance of Nature is offering free shipping and 35% off on any new preferred order. Call 1-800-2468-751 or go to balanceofnature.com and use discount code RADIO5. Everyone knows 910 AM Superstation is the voice of Detroit. Take the voices of 910 AM with you wherever you go with our mobile app. Watch the 910 AM live stream. Never miss a beat with current events on social media. And you can always listen again using our 910 AM replay feature. Download the 910 AM Superstation app today on your mobile device by visiting the App Store on your Android or Apple device. Attention! Do you owe back taxes, fines, and penalties to the IRS? The IRS now offers new relief options for taxpayers affected by COVID-19, but you can't go it alone. Call Tax Solutions now. Our team of former IRS agents and tax professionals can get you the best deal. We know the COVID-19 rules. Call us and never speak to the IRS again. I couldn't sleep. We were being audited. I called Tax Solutions now and a great big weight was lifted off my shoulders. I called Tax Solutions now and they got the IRS off my back. Tax Solutions now had my wage garnishment lifted in 48 hours. The virus has caused the IRS to take extensive action to help taxpayers. So if you owe $10,000 or more, this is the best time in years to settle your tax debt. I qualified for the Fresh Start program. I paid less than I owed. Remember, the IRS will not give up until you pay. Call 800-683-9499. 800-683-9499. 800-683-9499. The Word Network has been broadcasting inspirational messages around the world since the year 2000. And we keep getting bigger and better and more innovative. Seen all around the world, we bring you the best teaching, impartation, singing, and inspiration. If you want original programming, we have that too. The Word Network is your exclusive source for all things inspiration. And we can be found on every device imaginable. If you want to be uplifted and inspired, you need the Word Network. 
If you're struggling to pay the mortgage, making home affordable is a free government resource that can make it easier. Call 888-995-HOPE or visit makinghomeaffordable.gov. Brought to you by the U.S. Treasury, HUD, and the Ad Council. Welcome back into Car Radio on 910 AM Superstation. We're talking with Eric Peters with ericpetersautos.com. And, uh, Eric, so uh, I, the, the other uh, interesting experience I had in the last week is I was, in, um, I was in California driving the first Vietnamese vehicle, the VinFast VF8. Yeah, yeah, fascinating uh, uh, story. This is a uh, big uh, Asian company, uh, you know, sort of the equivalent of Hyundai uh, to Vietnam, uh, coming in here with a, with an auto automobile. But unlike other uh, Pacific Rim auto companies that have come into this market, think think Toyota, think Hyundai, think Honda, who all came in initially with entry level prices, very affordable. Uh, compacts, you know, a little compromised in quality, but uh, they came in uh, and 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 got their customer base with uh, with, with entry level vehicles. Uh, Vinfast is coming in essentially as an affordable um, as an affordable electric luxury electric brand. So instead of the the, the car is uh, is is basically a Tesla. Model X knockoff, very similar in operation to the to the Model X inside. They got Panin Farina to, to do their exterior styling, so the VF8 uh, looks looks a lot like a Citroen, uh, actually a large Citroen outside. But instead of costing a hundred thousand dollars like a Model X or seventy five thousand dollars like a Audi Q8 e-tron, this thing costs fifty thousand dollars. What do you what do you think? You think there's a market for affordable luxury like that? Well, I guess it depends on what you define as affordable. You know, fifty thousand dollars is still well within the spectrum of luxury, and I think Vinfast is acknowledging the reality that EVs, as we've talked about earlier, are becoming and probably always have been fundamentally a luxury indulgence for people who can afford to do so. I personally, I don't think it has to be this way. In fact, I know it doesn't have to be this way. You and I both know that in countries like China, you can get uh, short-range little electric cars that are ideal for urban environments for twelve, fifteen thousand bucks. 15000 I'd like to see more of those kinds of vehicles available on the market here. So wh- why do you think uh, those aren't coming here? I mean, I, 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 when I was in Europe, uh, when I was over there in Italy, I mean, the streets are choked with uh, smarts. There's a, little, um, there's a little Renault called the Renault Ami um, that's, that's an electric car about the size of a of a, uh, I think it's a Renault. Is it a Renault ME or is it that a, a Citroen model? I think it's a Renault. Gosh, I can't. Yeah, I, I can't remember exactly. But the point is, you know, these are but, but, designed not to be long-range, high-speed highway cars. They're designed specifically to be commuter cars, affordable cars for young people in the entry-level market. And I think the reason that we don't have vehicles like that available here uh, goes back to our friends in the federal government, the crash test regime. I think most of those little cars that we see in Europe would not pass the crash test regime in this country. So despite all the hullabaloo about the necessity of electrifying everything because the planet's going to croak unless we do, 
the crash tests apparently take pre, uh, a preemptive place over bringing in uh, electric vehicles that pretty much anybody could afford. Yeah, that's interesting. Yeah, and, and uh, as I say, you, when, you, when you're in Europe, uh, I was in uh, Milan and in Florence, the, the inner cities are, uh, are full of these little vehicles. You, never, you don't see any of them in the United States. I think uh, Smart uh, came here uh, briefly with the Penske Group. Uh, how did that do here, Eric? The, this is obviously not not electrified car, but it was a small, it was a tiny car. Well, it was an expensive tiny car that didn't get particularly good gas mileage. I don't know if you had an opportunity to drive one. Uh, I did. And I think the base price on them was about $30,000, and they only got like about 32, 33 miles per gallon, and it's a two-seater. Yeah. So a totally impractical car that's also an expensive car. Why would you buy something like that uh, when for $10,000 less you can get a perfectly serviceable uh, sedan that could actually be a family car? Yeah, and uh, to your point, I think that's what these uh, automakers are facing. If you come here with one of these small uh, urban EVs like you see in uh, in Europe, uh, you, you just can't make them affordable enough here in the United States. Uh, I, I think Fiat is coming back here with an electric version of the 500, and I think they're they're also uh, targeting that as a luxury car, aren't they? That's maybe going to be a $40,000 car. I think so. I think so. You know, something else occurred to me, too, uh, as far as the reason why we don't see vehicles like that uh, on the road here. I think there's an additional regulatory hurdle in that the vehicle, if it's not capable of being used on the highway, uh, then it's not capable of being used on the roads, or it's not legal to use it on the roads at all. In other words, you can't register a vehicle that, say, has a top speed of 50 miles an hour. They won't let you register that as a car over here. I'm pretty sure that that's the case, and that's another reason, in addition to the crash testing that we don't have access to vehicles like that here, which is a shame, I think. Yeah, no, it's it's a whole class of car that exists uh, uh, not only in, uh, in in Europe but also in Japan. And I, I Eric also had a recent trip uh, to Japan. And the fascinating thing about Japan is you really don't see electric cars there the way you see them in the U.S. Mm-hmm. Uh, and in Europe, the the Japanese, even though they're an island nation, uh, depending on dependent on foreign energy supplies, they're really committed to, 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 to uh, hybrids. They're, 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 yep. It's very hard to see an electric vehicle there. Why do you think that is? Well, I mean, look at the new Prius. Where it averages close to 60 miles per gallon, and it costs, what, about 24000 bucks. So, you know, case closed, as Ethel Bailey would say. I mean, unless you just like the idea of owning a pure electric car and you really want that extra speed, if you're looking at it in terms of, gee, how can I save money as on fuel? How can I save money on the price of the car? And which car is practical? I can think of a few things that are more practical than a Prius that costs 24000 uh, bucks and gets averages 60 miles per gallon and I think has a range of close to 700 highway miles. Yeah. Yeah, you see those all over the place. In, in Japan, uh, the, the taxi fleets are full of them. Uh, you know, taxis putting a 1,000 miles a day on their odometers, and, and obviously yeah. gasoline's a big deal, yeah. You know, it's, uh, yeah, it's, it makes sense. We, we live in a fast food culture. It's, uh, it's astounding to me that they think that people, are, generally speaking, are going to put up with waiting even 15 minutes. Let's, let's say 15 minutes at a fast charger. Assuming that you're first in line, nobody's ahead of you, you get to pull up first. You're going to wait 15 minutes for a charge when people are indignant about waiting five minutes for a burger at McDonald's? Yeah. Yeah, I think we got a, we got a clash coming here between the government and the consumer, Eric. <laughs> yep, I do too. You know, and again, if you're affluent, you can get around this. I, you know, I know a number of people, friends of mine, who have an electric car. It's not their only car. They always have another car that's not electric, so that they don't have to worry about this charge issue. Because, well, plug the EV in, I'm going to drive my Escalade, 
and when I get back, the EV will be ready to go. Yeah, yeah no, it's uh, it's going to be interesting to watch. Uh, I, don't, I don't think these uh, regulations are going to bear out, and uh, Eric Peters is one of the, uh, the best at uh, studying these issues. Eric, thanks for joining us as always. Thank you, Henry. I appreciate you having me. Uh, ericpeters.com is the uh, ericpetersautos.com uh, is the place to find Eric's work. Uh, really good stuff, not only auto reviews, but also uh, uh, thoughtful articles on these regulatory do- topics. All right, for our last segment of the day, uh, we are going to go to Asheville, North Carolina, where I was uh, just a couple weeks ago driving the all new GMC Canyon. I sat down with Will Mellon, who is the marketing director for. Uh, GMC Trucks and talked about this tremendous new pickup. All right, this is Henry Payne for 910 AM, the Superstation, out in Nashville, North Carolina. A uh, beautiful place to be. I'm alongside a, a river testing trucks. I'm joined by uh, Will Mellon, who uh, is marketing uh, guy for GM. He's handled uh, uh, GMC Canyon, the Sierra, the Hummers. He knows his trucks. We're out here testing the all-new 2024 GMC Canyon, 2023. The next the next generation 2023 GMC Canyon. Yeah, and uh, yeah, pretty pretty fabulous truck. The uh, the uh, GMC guys, you got getting a little knocked the last generation for the interiors not quite being up to snuff. Uh, that's been cured this generation. I think when you take a look at the new truck, you know, we're really proud of it. We're really proud of everything we were able to do. You know, the AT4X, which is our launch vehicle, is the most advanced off-road mid-sized truck. And, you know, there's a lot that a lot that goes into that. You know, we actually went on and talked to a lot of customers in the mid-sized truck segment and really heard that uh, off-road capability was really important. So you'll see that across the lineup. But beyond off-road capability, there was also um, and a lot of excitement with them about technology and adding more technology to the vehicles. But to your point, doing it in a premium way, um, and I, I believe in this canyon, you'll see that execution. Yeah, it's a, yeah, it's a nice, nice-looking vehicle. I mean, uh, GM's done this across the lineup, bringing in uh, big screens, big dash screens to all their trucks. Uh, so this uh, uh, fits fits the uh, the brand across the board. But but really nice. I mean, it's just starting with the elevation that. I I was testing uh, this afternoon. I, I was commenting um, to an engineer earlier that I had to get out of the truck and remind myself that I was driving on all-terrain tires. All-terrain tires are standard on the on the base GMC Canyon. Yeah, they are. And when we think about the Canyon, the DNA of the Canyon, and we always say capability comes standard. So no matter what canyon you purchase, whether it's the Elevation, the AT4, the Denali, or the AT4X, you're getting that baseline of capability. I'll talk a little bit about that. So all canyons are what we call high and wide. So they all have a factory inch, uh, fa- two-inch factory lift installed at the factory, and then the AT4X, you get a three-inch lift on that. So immediately, with that extra ground clearance, you're going to get some, some capability there. But every canyon also has a widened track. So that track width is wider than what we had on the previous truck. So that high and wide stance, it looks great. You know, it's great for exterior styling. Um, we know truck customers find that important. But you do get that capability with that stance as well. And then throughout the lineup, you see kind of an incremental capability as you go up with AT4. You get things like advanced hill descent control. Um, you get the, uh, the the drive modes that come into play. AT4X, you get the Multimatic uh, DSSV dampers in there. Um, the lockers. So, you know, throughout the lineup, there's quite a bit of capability. 
uh, you're, you're a marketing guy, as we say. I mean, what's going on with people? Do, do people really take these off-road where they, they need these all-terrain tires? I mean, uh, you know, Wranglers, Goodyear Wranglers are pretty capable things. Yeah, you know, a lot of our customers go off-roading. We see that in the data. We see that in the research when we go out and talk to them. And, you know, you think back to, so I talked about being the most advanced um, off-road midsize truck, but kind of our positioning of the vehicle, too, has been the official vehicle of nowhere. Um, That's really been our platform from an advertising and a creative standpoint. Hi, this is Southfield Councilman Michael Mandelbaum. For the entire month of May, We will remember our African-American brothers and sisters who lost their lives in the Tulsa Race Massacre. Over a century ago, from May 31st to June 1st, a black holocaust happened in Tulsa, Oklahoma's Greenwood District, also known as Black Wall Street. This is considered one of the deadliest massacres in American history. This moment in time is brought to you by Southfield Councilman Michael Mandelbaum. My38 is offering a great special that cannot be refused. Are you looking for a great deal on TV advertising? Are you searching for an avenue to get your business name out to the public? With my38, we are offering a great special with 100 commercial ads for a great price. This offers for a 30-day ad placement. Please contact Devin C for more information at 248-357-4566 or email at d.c.a.l.h.o.u.n at the wordnetwork.org. This excludes political ads. Have you thought about advertising your business on our 9 to a.m. superstation? Our audience is bigger than ever, and your investment will be lower than ever. Find out how you can grow your business. Give us a call during business hours and ask for Henry, 248-357-4566. We will tell your story, and more folks than ever before will come to your door. 248-357-4566. Ask for Henry. The super audience at our 910 superstation wants to hear about you. Call now. The all-new 910 Superstation is your number one source for urban talk radio. If you're looking for the best in radio programming, look no further. You can now listen in on a multitude of audio platforms. We're on Apple Podcasts, iHeartRadio, Buzzsprout, Google Podcasts, Spotify, Listen Notes, and coming soon to Amazon Music, Good Pods, and Overcast. 910 AM Superstation, the largest, strongest, 50,000-watt urban radio station in town. Everyone knows 910 AM Superstation is the voice of Detroit. Take the voices of 910 AM with you wherever you go with our mobile app. Watch the 910 AM live stream. Never miss a beat with current events on social media. And you can always listen again using our 910 AM replay feature. Download the 910 AM Superstation app today on your mobile device by visiting the App Store on your Android or Apple device. 910 AM Superstation has the greatest advertising deal ever with our Godfather package. 100 spots for $600 with a must-air-within-30-day policy, and we will even produce the spots free. That's right, free. Call Devin C. now at 248-357-4566. That's 248-357-4566. Or email at d.calhoun at thewordnetwork.org. This excludes political ads.
And this is really based on a notion that people want to go out and adventure. You know, they want to find their nowhere. And for some people, you know, that is truly nowhere. They may want to go and overland two weeks out in the wilderness. For other people, it might be somewhere closer to home. But the point is with a canyon, um, you can find your nowhere. Yeah, yeah and you can, yeah, it's got that uh, duality where you can go off-road anytime. I mean, that's what's remarkable uh, driving this vehicle is just how smooth, just how quiet it is on all-terrain tires. I'm used to driving Broncos and Wranglers that are that are really noisy at, at 60 miles an hour. Not the case here. Is that is that uh, is that all engineering? Yeah, you know, a huge kudos to our engineering team. They did a phenomenal job uh, designing this truck and, and getting it into production. And um, kind of like I talked about earlier, the capability is important to these customers, but we also know a premium experience in the cabin, a smooth ride is important. Um, so you'll see that dynamic on-road performance and the off-road performance across the lineup. We know on the X specifically, those Multimatic DSSV dampers, they do a phenomenal job whether you're off-roading or on-roading. So huge thanks to the engineering team. So, so you got the, uh, the the standard elevation. You got Denali. You know, Denali's uh, hugely successful, synonymous with GMC. But, but again, on this off-road off-road theme, uh, you see more and more off-road trims uh, coming into vehicles. We're seeing ZR2 on the Chevy side going all the way up into a, a, a heavy-duty vehicle now. Uh, on, on this on this model, uh, you're doing more with your off-road trims. Yeah, I'll, I'll talk a little bit about the history behind that. So, you know, going back to several years ago on GMC, we launched AT4 as a trim, and that was really kind of our off-roading trim in the lineup. And it's been hugely successful for the brand. It's now on all of our vehicles, um, and specifically with Canyon, we launched that in 2021, and it ended up being over a 30% runner on the previous Canyon. So even on the previous truck, AT4 was a very strong performing trim. Um, we launched the Off-Road Performance Edition on the AT4, which added some more capability, some more off-road look, hugely successful. We did the Canyon Concept Truck, which I encourage all the listeners to go take a look at. That was with the predecessor of the, the truck that, that we're launching today. Um, but really, it's an evolution. It's not like this happened overnight. AT4 is a big success, and now we bring the new Canyon with the AT4X. The, um, uh, the the other uh, news here. I mean, it feels like there's you know there's a separation here uh, with a standard all-terrain, you know, taking GMC to a different level. Uh, but there's also a simplification with with the drivetrain. I, I think people who come into uh, trucks uh, in the past have, have looked for uh, uh, multiple cylinder variants. They've looked for diesels. Uh, so far, anyway, uh, you're, you're you're going with one drivetrain with this vehicle. Yeah, and I, I said earlier with the Canyon, we really wanted it, the DNA of the truck to be capability from the bottom up. So no matter what Canyon you buy, you're going to get a high level of capability. So with the Canyon, we have 100% the high output variant of the 2.7 engine. So you're getting 310 horsepower, 430 foot-pounds of torque, which is the best uh, gas torque in the segment. It's a very capable engine. It's a great fit for this truck. It's a great fit with the 8-speed transmission in the truck. So we're confident in the capability that engine brings to the table, and that's why we made it standard on every vehicle so and if you're if you're if you're at the uh, the chevy brand you're, you're starting more like around 225 horsepower and kind of working up whereas you come into gmc and you guys are really separating by offering the premium this is as good as this uh, turbo four gets yeah like i said on the canyon uh capability comes standard so it's not it's the engine that it's a high output engine that we have across the line but it's also that lift it's that wide track every canyon has all of that standard yeah. 
you, you guys are pretty bold. A few years ago, I mean, there was a lot of disruption going on in this segment. Ford was coming in, uh, moving to all aluminum in their in their uh, uh, full size truck. Uh, you guys went after the mid mid size segment. I mean, there were a couple gambles there. I mean, Ford put a lot of money into uh, in, in, into its light duty truck with the aluminum. You guys put a lot of money going back into uh, the mid size segment. How's that worked out for you? I think it's gone phenomenally well. You know, the, the segment is growing. It, it's it's growing every year. It's a very hot segment right now. Um, and we launched, you know, years ago. But I think with the relaunch, we're particularly p- proud of it because we took a lot of the learnings from the last truck, and it was a great truck and really took it to the next level with this truck. And I talked about some of the things that we did and the kind of bringing the new truck to market, some of the research we did, listening to customers and hearing about the capability needs, the technology needs, and the premium needs, and, you know, package it all together. And I think we have a very very bright future with this new truck. Uh, is, is it an entry-level truck? Do you find folks who come in with a GMC uh, Canyon are, are moving up at some point to a Sierra, or, or do they really want a smaller truck? I mean, this is really the segment that a GMC customer wants to be in. I think, you know, there's differences between mid-size customers and full-size truck customers, but, you know, we do get that crossover where someone will buy a Canyon and step up to a Sierra and the other way around. I think the consistency with GMC is a matter what GMC you're getting, whether it's a Sierra, a Canyon, one of our one of our SUVs, it's that premium and capable. So no matter which one you pick, you know what you're going to get. Uh, interesting segment, too. I, I was just in Japan. Didn't see a single Toyota Tacoma in my whole my whole week in Japan. Over here, Toyota does pretty good. It's uh, I mean, you got you got GMC uh, in this segment, Chevy in this segment, Ford in this segment. Uh, uh, talk about that. What do you what do you uh, what do the different brands do well uh, that they're able to keep? Uh, such uh, customer loyalty in this segment. Yeah, I think we really want to keep the focus on the Canyon, and I think you know what we do really well, and I, I talked about this in the last question, is being premium and capable, and I think what we do really well is listening to our customers and improving over time. You know, I talked about before going out to customers in the segment, a lot of the a lot of the players in the segment have capability, but these customers told us what we're really excited about is bringing new technology to the segment. You know, we talk about the, the big screens in the truck, the head-up display, the offer performance display, the different drive modes. There's a lot of technology in this vehicle, and it's also the premium execution. You know, you think about the Obsidian Rush interior on AT4X, um, the, the Jet Black with Teak Accents interior on Denali, very well-appointed interiors, exactly what you've come to expect from GMC, and I think we have a really unique position in the marketplace with a premium and capable truck with all of that great advanced technology. Uh, we've, we've seen this tech come in across the board. Uh, truck guys tend to be a little bit different uh, in the tech they, they, they demand. What, what do you find is the most uh, in demand here among the new tech? I mean, do they like head-up displays? They, they, uh, do, do they want a uh, you know a, a power in the bed? What, what are you hearing uh, from truck guys in particular, adaptive cruise control? What are they really looking for now? Yeah, you know, I think there's a there's a lot of different features I could talk about, and I think depending on the segment too, there's some nuances. You know, heavy duty, it's all about towing, right? And with uh, the new HD we just launched, we have the most advanced trailer technologies in the class, and that's really important. And I think for GMC, regardless of the technology you're talking about, it's about giving our customers confidence in what they're doing. And and for Canyon, that's off roading, right? So we have the off road performance display, we have the drive modes, we have everything that when you go off roading, um, you know, you have what you need. 
with heavy duty, it's the trailering technology. So probably depends what customer you ask, but you know the camera views are huge, the head-up display, like you mentioned, are huge, the screens are huge. So a lot of a lot of great things to talk about. Will Mellon, uh, GMC Marketing. Uh, 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 truck guy. <laughs> Thanks for joining us. Uh, great truck. Thanks for having me and uh, really excited to be here and thank you for coming. You've been injured in a car, truck, or motorcycle accident. The insurance companies never want to pay. Hello. Listen, David, I'm telling you, we won't pay. No, I'm looking at the case right now, and you will pay. No, we won't. I'm absolutely no, positive we won't. that you will pay. No. Okay, that's it. No. When the insurance companies say they won't pay, I will make them pay you. Get the money you deserve at GetDavidGetPaid.com. Did you know most vitamin supplements don't even come from food? Even the products with colorful fruits and vegetables adorning the labels are seldom derived from produce. Typically, supplements are synthetic, made in a laboratory. Modern science may synthetically imitate these chemicals, but your body isn't fooled. It knows the difference, and it craves quality materials to build, repair, and fight illness. You need to consume fruits and vegetables daily in a variety of colors, as well as whole grains and other fresh food. That's why I formulated Balance of Nature. I wanted to be able to give my patients a natural alternative to the cheap, unnatural chemistry by giving them real fruits and vegetables. In fact, the only ingredients inside of Balance of Nature are whole fruits and vegetables. Don't settle for imitation nutrition. Reach for the good stuff, the real stuff. Call 1-800-246-8751 or go to balanceofnature.com. Get 35% off your first preferred order by using discount code RADIO5. Do you have an idea for an invention or new product? Do you think companies would be interested in your idea? Do you want to try to get a patent? Then call InventHelp now. InventHelp keeps your idea confidential and explains every step of the invention process. We create professional materials representing your idea and submit it to companies who are looking for new ideas. We have more than 9,000 companies who have agreed to review ideas in confidence. If a company shows interest in manufacturing your invention, we can negotiate on your behalf. We have helped over 10,000 clients receive patents. We also offer services including 3D modeling and animation demonstrating your idea, prototyping services, and we use state-of-the-art technology to show InventHelp client ideas to additional companies. Join the thousands